0: All right, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. I've been in the danger zone. He got a bathroom. Nice five stars. Manish. Mongo. Huh? We got my life. We got my youth. Jeff Harvey. How much is the skyway? Hahaha. Play. World by 21. Fuck you. Red Dragon! Well, what is going down, everybody? What is up? It is that time again for a spin-off. A spin-off episode. It's been a minute. We haven't done one since the Ant-Man review. Uh, So, you know, we shouldn't have left you for that long. But we're back here tonight uh, with something I've been talking about for a couple weeks now. So I'm glad that we're able to kind of get it done. Uh, This is Am I Still on the Air. You know what it is. Am I Still on the Air is the spin-off show of Am I on the Air? Where we basically grab one topic and we break it down. So what we're going to do tonight on Am I Still on the Air... Is, uh, you know, the summer just ended Summer 2015 uh, Summer at the movies Is always the biggest and the best time of the year You know, the first movie in May Kicks it off all the way to the last movie in August And those, you know, May, June, July and August months Are glorious We're pretty much going to the movies every Friday night And we're checking out the latest and greatest And I gotta say Overall I thought this summer was really Really good, there was only a couple things that disappointed Me this summer, everything else I really Liked Um, So at the beginning of the year I did a special episode and had A couple guests on and we kind of did our most Anticipated films of the year And uh, we'll probably do a wrap up of that later on Down the road But right now we're going to do summer movies So like I said, we're breaking down May, June, July and August All the big summer blockbuster movies Everything we saw We're going to count them down from our least favorite All the way up to our number one And I'm joined today By the host of this week with The Geek You know him from that You know him from Red Dragons Assemble You know him right here from Red Dragons Radio My boy Geeky Pat, what up?
1: What up Geek Nation
0: or something or something <laughs> so glad to have geeky Pat here had to have him on the show with me because he's my movie buddy. This is you know most of the movies that we saw this summer we saw together, so we have a different you know. Some different views most of the same views um, But you know I'm curious to see Because he hasn't told me his list And I haven't told him mine So I'm curious very much to see how he played out uh, Over the summer We saw pretty much most of the same movies I saw a couple more than he did He's I think he saw one more than I did the um, date
1: nights and stuff.
0: Yeah, so there there was a couple of things, but overall we saw a lot of the same stuff. So I'm very anxious to see where his list kind of fell. So here's how it's going to kind of work tonight. So uh, to make it flow in the best smoothest way for you, uh, Geeky Pat's going to run down his list. I think he has what 14 movies. 14. 14 I movies. Was
1: more this summer, but really that's all <laughs> I saw. You you know, know it's actually it's, less it's than of the last cutoff time. was weird. I thought like Fast and Furious Seven was part of that, but no, it actually didn't make it into the summer, so... It didn't. So, yeah, so really, because we go to the movies almost every Friday, it was hard for me to believe we only saw 14 together.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, we did. That was it. I looked. So, he's got 14 movies. I believe I have 18, and um, so he's going to count down his 14 to his number one. I'll count down my 18 to my number one, and then we're going to give our quick impressions of the movies we saw together and uh, how everything kind of played out in our list, so... I'm going to throw it over to you Geeky Pat start at 14 and let's hear how you broke down
1: so the worst movie I saw all year, Tomorrowland 13 would be Fantastic Four 12 would be The Poltergeist 11 was Agent 47 10 was Pixels Uh, 9 was Ted 2 8 was Spy 7 was Mission Impossible Rogue Nation 6 was Terminator Genesis 5 was Mad Max Fury Road Four was Jurassic World, three was ja- uh, San Andreas 3D, two was Ant Man, and one was Avengers: Age of Ultron.
0: All right, very interesting. I like how a couple of those played out. I'm I'm surprised at a couple of the of the uh, finalized numbers on some of those. I thought you'd have a couple of those flipped around, but very interesting. All right, so we'll d- dive in a little bit more here in a minute. So here are my 18. So coming in number 18 is Selfless Uh, This was the movie with Ryan Reynolds and Ben Kingsley Where Ben Kingsley was dying And he kind of, there's this technology And he transports his body into Ryan Reynolds' body and uh, I thought the trailer looked really, really good And it wasn't that great So it kind of bummed me out So Selfless ends up at the bottom of my list at 18 17, Fantastic Four Wah, wamp. sorry guys Number 16, Entourage, the movie Uh, This was actually a pleasant surprise for me I really liked it Um, Number 15, Hitman, Agent 47 Number 14 was Poltergeist Number 13 was Pixels Number 12 was Vacation The um, semi-sequel to uh, the old National Lampoon Vacation movies Um, Number 11 was Ted 2 Number 10 was Spy Number nine was the man from uncle Number eight was Mad Max Fury Road Number seven was straight out of Compton Mm -hmm. Number six Was Terminator Genesis Number five was San Andreas Number four Was Mission Impossible Rogue Nation Number three Was Jurassic World Number two is Ant-Man And number one is Avengers Age of Ultron What do you think of that list? <laughs> well, I mean, it's
1: different. It, it, it's definitely different because you saw certain movies I didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I some of them surprised me where they were at. But uh, <laughs> let's go over them, I guess.
0: Yeah. So we'll kind of scroll on back, and um, we'll we'll start with Fantastic Four. I mean, because that was pretty much at the bottom of both of our list. Um, you know, we've talked about it. You know, on multiple shows. We, you know, we're not going to spend a ton of time on a lot of these, but you know, from a uh. From a star scale, you know, uh, I gave it two out of five, um, which I had selfless underneath this. Uh, so, just speaking from that on a star scale, that was a two out of five for me. Also, <laughs> um, but Fantastic Four, yeah, two out of five. Um, it just was such a letdown. It was a it was a mess. The movie was all over the place. It was boring. There was no action. And, um, you know, this was a movie That I was really looking forward to If you go back and listen to our Am I Still on the Air That we did at the beginning of the year Talking about our most anticipated films This made my top best. ten I
1: think it was on my list too, I don't know if the yeah. top ten
0: Yeah, it made my top ten, I think it might have just been An honorable mention for you um, <laughs> But, um, it made my top ten I said I had faith in it, the trailer sold me And I don't know what happened But it failed, and it's You know, my second to least favorite of the Movie of the whole summer, so <laughs> To be
1: fair, I don't think they knew what happened either. Yep. But uh, 2 out of 5 for me as well. I think we both walked out pretty solidly with that because it wasn't the worst movie ever, and there had some redeeming points. If it was just a science movie where this kid invented this cool, like, dimensional porthole, and you you took the superhero portion out of it, it would be a pretty neat movie. But because it was a superhero movie, it became a bad superhero movie pretty quickly. And some of the special effects was good, but, uh, yeah, it's one of the few movies this year I really wanted to walk out on. And so, um, that doesn't say a lot, but still it only made 13. So that tells you how much I cared about Tomorrowland. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't go see it ever.
0: Yeah, see, and I didn't even see Tomorrowland, and I was looking forward to Tomorrowland, and Geeky Pat got to it before I did, and he was like, don't waste your time, and I didn't, <laughs> so, you know. And then
1: everybody else agreed with me, critics, everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, the movie ended up costing Disney about $160 million in losses, so, um, yeah, not not too hot. Um yeah, so there's a, there's a Fantastic Four wrap-up. Um, next up, real quick, just Entourage, the movie. I saw this one. Um, I was a big fan of the TV show. I wanted to see this, and, um, you know, I really liked it. I gave it 3 out of 5. It was really good. The only downside to it was I felt like it was just one long episode of the TV show. It didn't feel like a movie to me. It just felt like a long, stretched-out version of episode. I heard of, that a of lot, Yeah, which isn't really necessarily a bad thing It is adapted from a TV show And I did like the TV show, so cool Um, but, you know, you just kind of expect A little bit more from a movie version And I felt like they just basically took one story And made it a little bit of a longer, you know, episode So, 3 out of 5 for me there Uh, the next movie we'll get into Is Hitman, Agent 47 This was also a 3 out of 5 for me Um, great action But outside the action It was a little dull, um had some weird choices as far as like editing And some of the the act the, um, Choreography stuff um, But I thought Rupert Friend uh, Who played Hitman Agent 47 um, I thought he did a really good job You know He, he was an actor I was kind of like he's on the TV show Homeland And I'm kind of like eh on him in Homeland And I didn't know how he would do In a movie like this And I really bought him as Agent 47 I thought he did an excellent job with it um, But the movie just is kind of all over the place sometimes and the dialogue's a little cheesy sometimes and I didn't expect much from a movie like this all I really wanted was some good action and it did give me that so like this is a movie I would probably still buy on Blu-ray uh just for the action sequences of it which was directed by the guys who did John Wick so um I thought they did a great job with that so um it was it was a fun time I just I hoped it would have been a little bit better but you know it was decent enough to uh get a 3 out of 5 for me
1: I uh, was going to give it a two and a half, and then I said, I'll just go three, remember? Because um, I don't like Half-Star. I mean, yeah, no, we I don't Half-Stars, like Half-Star. Right. I hate it. But anyway, uh, yeah, you know, it was disappointing on one end because I thought it would teach me more. Like, I never played really the, any of the Agent 47 stuff, so I don't really know the lore. And like, I, I guess there was another movie, but I missed that one too, maybe because someone told me it was really bad. I don't
0: know. <laughs> did you hear um, the so new game got pushed back on a side note? Yeah, it was supposed to come out in December, and studio says they need more time to finalize it and make it perfect so it's out in march now 2016 sucks i'm okay with that i was um, looking forward to it
1: <laughs> I, I have, but i have to I have to... true
0: true we have a lot of other stuff to play <laughs> that's
1: all i really need anyway so um yeah i mean like i said so i was hoping to learn more about the lore and it kind of doesn't do that at all i mean really it kind of explains what an agent is and that's about it right um And I think the biggest problem for me was the contrast between this character, the Agent 47, and the female, uh, I guess, protagonist or main character with him, however you want to put that. Um, She was all emotional and he had none. Even when he was helping her, it was, like, non-emotional. So it kind of was hard for me to like him. Um, And it was kind of hard for me to stop wanting to, like, stop listening to her talk because it was just annoying uh, and then the bad guy was awesome, but there was times where the bad guy made no sense. Like, why would he just lay there? Why would he not? You know. So I mean, like, I hate it when like all of a sudden Superman doesn't have super speed or, or heat ray just for the fact of the story. I felt like this kind of did the same thing with the villain a lot. Mm. Um, like you just kind of they kind of forget he has certain abilities and unable to do things. And um, I think the flashbacks were a little too much too. And I'm not like, they're not like Arrow flashbacks where it's like half the movie. But like they could explain to me that she hid inside a, is this spoiler or no? Am I not allowed to?
0: No, go ahead, man. Uh, Spoiler. Movies are all over at this point.
1: Yeah, so really at this point, I mean, really the biggest problem for me was like the villain gets hit and then you find out he can't die. And all of a sudden he's like playing dead, like just to let the girl get away. And then like they go to flashbacks where it's like she's getting stuck in a metal grate and I don't really understand why that they could have just told me that or the part where he could have just said he saw her leaving with her dad but there was a three minute montage of her leaving with her dad as a kid. I mean there's parts of that just didn't make sense to me why it was in there. And her dad was such a pivotal point in the character that when I finally met him it was let down. And I think the end was decent but I wanted more. I felt like the part where the other agent came out, I, would, I was like, oh, yeah, finally something's, you know, here's that end John Woo scene, I mean, or, or even a John, a John Wick scene even, right, where it's, like, firing and all this stuff. Nah, it just ends. Just done. Whatever. <laughs> so it it had great action. It kept me enough in the, the ride, but some of the stuff didn't make sense, and those scenes I talked about early kind of slowed the movie down to the point where I was like, ugh. So I gave it a three.
0: You go So uh, our next film is going to be Poltergeist Uh, Poltergeist of course a remake of the old Classic 80's film Uh, Family whose suburban home is haunted by evil forces Must come together to rescue Their youngest daughter after apparitions Take her captive Um, I Was looking forward to this This is another one that I thought the trailers Looked really really good Um, But it's very hit and miss with remakes. Um, you know, so we didn't know. And I kind of had to drag geeky Pat over here a little bit to it. He's not too big on the horror films. Um, I did
1: like the original those that helped.
0: Yeah. So that definitely helped. And, um,
1: Which scared the hell
0: out of me. Which I think this was the weekend that it was this and Tomorrowland. And I said to him, what do you want to see? And he hadn't seen Tomorrowland yet. And he said, let's go see Poltergeist. Which turned out to be the better decision for him.
1: (laughs) Best choice I ever made.
0: (laughs) Which I was shocked. uh. I thought for sure he'd say, let's go see Tomorrowland. Because I know he doesn't care for horror movies. So I was like, I was shocked that he said Poltergeist. But I was happy because I think I was leaning a little bit more towards Poltergeist. Um i really liked it to be honest like i walked i walked out of this one um very pleasantly surprised and i this has been a year that has really disappointed me in horror mil- movies um I why feel i like, don't go to them yeah i feel like you know i see a lot of these trailers and i'm like oh that looks so good And then I walk out super disappointed, you know, I think my least favorite film of the year right now is the Lazarus effect. And I gave that like one star. Um, it looked amazing by the trailer and it was just so (laughs) shitty. Um, you know, and same thing, like unfriended, like, I mean, just these movies have just been so blah. So I kind of wasn't expecting much from Poltergeist, which I think maybe I walked out more thrilled about it than i maybe should have been but um i just i was purely entertained i i thought it was creepy i loved the way it played out i thought it fit there was a couple odd things that happened in it some of the editing was a little weird like how the dad got some money again and spent some credit card stuff when
1: he literally just got his card (laughs) declined
0: in the scene before and it was just really weird um and they don't really explain it ever um But overall it was super super cool I really really enjoyed it I actually ended up giving Poltergeist 4 out of 5 stars Which is funny because the next movie on my list Is actually rated lower But that's because I kind of rate based on the genre that I'm seeing And For me Poltergeist really gave me everything i wanted the only thing i would have pushed this movie a little bit further was like if it was a rated r and it kind of got a little bit more graphic um but for what it was and what it tried to do i think it pulled it off really well this is one of the better remakes i think i've seen so i really enjoyed poltergeist
1: i gave it a three i remember three out of five stars and not because it it didn't deserve uh, I didn't feel like it was a 4 I really wanted to give it 3.5 I hate half stars so it's a 3 um, Really I think the major problem I had with this movie was It didn't scare the hell out of me Like the first movie It had scary moments and like I rate based on what the genre is too uh, But with Poltergeist I had fun I liked the movie There was even some parts I laughed Because it, well, it was comedic um, Some of the special effects was cheesy to me um, to be fair, um, but all in all, this is actually one of the horror movies I would think about buying. It mm-hmm. was really, I left pretty satisfied with the movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. I, we walked out and we were both like, "That was pretty damn good." Um, you know, so I I'd, I'd say definitely, re- I re- definitely recommend it. I would buy this one as well. Um, next up is Pixels. So Pixels is the Adam Sandler movie When aliens misinterpret video feeds of classic arcade games as a declaration of war They attack the earth in the form of classic 80's video games Um, I was really looking forward to this movie This is one of my most anticipated ones of the summer I love Adam Sandler He gets a lot of unnecessary hate and um yeah yeah, it's really bad to me because i don't get it um you know i'm a big fan of his and i and even though maybe his quality has gone down a bit in the last couple years i still feel he puts out a pretty funny product every time i still laugh so that's all that matters to me i thought pixels was a great concept i love that he had kevin james in this who's one of my favorites um as the president yeah as the president too which was great choice for him you know yeah and um, you know so it was a cool concept the graphics were cool I thought the casting was cool I I thought they really nailed everything in this movie from that aspect Um, you know it it turned out to be good Um, it wasn't as good as I hoped it to be Um, you know for me I expected this film to easily be a four star film Um, I walked out I think I finalized on three out of five but this was actually I think I gave it three and a half Um, I'll have to double check on that, but I remember,
1: I remember you gave it a three.
0: Yeah, I I think I was going to give it a three and a half and then I might've settled on three. Um, yeah, I did settle on three. Um, and that's what's funny is because like I said, we just did Poltergeist, which poltergeist I give a four out of five, and I picked pixels above it because I actually enjoyed pixels more than poltergeist. But its rating is a little bit lower because like I said I rate based on the genre. Like with comedies I base it on my laughs. On horror I base it on the horror scale. And with pixels, it was based on, you know, on its comedy level, which was good and it was funny, but it wasn't like laugh out loud gut-busting, tears are strolling down my eyes kind of laughs, you know, which would land it in about that three mark which was good, it was fun, I would also buy this on Blu-ray, so I don't think this film deserved the hate that it got because it was a fun movie and I had a good time at it and I thought the 3D was really good as well, so that was my uh, pick on pixels
1: Um, I I gave it a three as well, but I went in thinking it was going to be a three, I guess we were a little different than that I knew it was going to be a good movie, I didn't expect to be wowed And to be honest, it was better than maybe I even thought going in would be. Not because I hate Adam Sandler, but the premise is kind of weird, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it could have been really bad, but I really liked it. I I think the last trailer I saw really sold me on it. Um, And the whole Pac-Man scene, like, you are my, I am your father.
0: (laughs) I don't know, I love that part. (laughs) I will talk to him was my, yeah. <laughs> my son. He was my son. He's
1: my son. So awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Dude, I laughed so much more in this movie than I expected to. Really? I actually cared about the character like he was like a nobody, but he was really like really good at video games and like you know, everybody else succeeded including his dopey friend became president, you know, and he mm-hmm. was like he was like the cool kid until this till to the guy, the little midget from uh, little people <laughs> something.
0: Dwarf, dwarf, whatever, yeah.
1: From uh, uh, what was it? Game of Thrones. I don't watch it, but Game Peter, of Thrones. Peter Dinklage. Thank you. I couldn't remember his name. Um, yeah, he uh, he like cheats or something, and so like the story makes, yeah, <laughs> the story makes sense, and it's actually a pretty good story, and I think that's something people forget about Adam Sandler. Like, even if he's playing a really dopey character, a really goofy character. The story is pretty good, and he plays characters uh, in a way that you like. You could kind of relate to him. I related to him, and I liked that in the movie. Um, the problems that I had in the movie really was, it, partly it could have been better. Like they could have done more. Um, another part was, I think, I think it was a little over the top in some of the scenes, maybe, and like. He acted well, most of the other actors well, but then there was like these generals and these... I just didn't get it. Like The general was like, no, you can't can't touch these weapons. You're no good. He's already showed him like three times how he saved them. And it was like, you know, the whole Jack Bauer thing. I don't think we can trust Jack Bauer. You know, five episodes ago, five seasons ago, he already saved us. (laughs) It just, it got old. But uh, yeah, the movie was fun. And I I suggest if you want to take your kids, they can see it. My kids loved it. Um, My wife loved it. So yeah it's a good movie buy it it's fun if you can see it the cheap theater now run over there and see it
0: yeah definitely a good family flick all right so we're going to keep up with the comedy scale here um my next one is vacation um this one uh was rusty griswold now taking the front here played by ed helms taking his own family on a road trip to wally world in order to spice things up with his wife and reconnect with his sons um this was uh, one of the ones that I didn't get to see with Geeky Pat And I wish he would have seen it He's going to have to borrow my Blu-ray when I buy this Because he's oh, yeah. going to love it This movie was hilarious um, I took my wife to see this It was one of the few movies this, this summer That I was able to do Stupid with her date
1: nights I know
0: And um you know i actually ran this list down with her earlier and she was like oh look at all the nights you went out and i stayed home with the kids so <laughs> <laughs> no, like i know like, i can't complain I right i was like just focus on my list all right just listen <laughs> to my list i didn't ask how it happened just listen to my list um you know but vacation i just like i said gust busting laughs at points um it's a stupid movie. It's really cheesy and over the top, but that's what the first vacation was. That's what a lot of the vacation movies are. All and it just, you know, yeah, and it's supposed to just be a fun sit back, turn your brain off and just enjoy the hilarity. And I, you know, I'm hit and miss with Ed Helms. Sometimes he's super funny. Sometimes he's really annoying. I thought he was great as Rusty. Christina Applegate was awesome as his wife. There's a really cool cameo in the middle with uh, Chris Hemsworth um, and Leslie Mann who plays, um, you know, she plays... Uh, Rusty's sister and then so uh, Chris Hemsworth is his brother-in-law And he's just so funny in this movie And I mean it just It was really really good And this is one too that kind of like Didn't do all that well at the box office This summer and I don't know why really Like I mean the people I know that went And saw it really liked it you know So I don't know how this one kind of slipped under the radar Um but you know if you love Like these just fun you know Kind of silly uh R-rated gritty kind of comedies I, I definitely recommend Vacation um you know even my wife Was kind of like I hope this is good And when we walked out she was like that was Way better than I ever expected it to be yeah. You know she really laughed her ass Off too and she's really she's a lot harder Than I am with comedy so It really played out well for both of us I recommend it to anybody That loves a good R-rated comedy I gave Vacation 4 out of 5 Oh So our next one um I... I remember I kind of had to beg Geeky Pat To come to this one a little bit Because he never saw the first one I don't know how that happened But we're going to talk about Ted 2 And he hadn't seen Ted 1 So he was kind of like I don't know if I should see Ted 2 And I'm like you need to come see Ted 2 Because I knew he would enjoy this movie I knew he'd laugh his ass off Ted 1 is a classic Which you still need to borrow and watch And um, it is just so good I was so excited that they made a sequel to this film And even though Ted 2 is not as good as the first one, It's still super, super funny um, Another one that had us in tears at points There's a cameo in this film And since we're talking spoilers, I'm going to tell you it's a, It's a cameo with Liam Neeson And Liam Neeson's cameo in Ted 2 Is probably the best cameo hands down That has ever happened in a movie before It was so good Geeky Pat over here had an asthma attack and almost died in the movie theater. He was laughing so hard, yeah, so, yeah. He was just he <gasps> just heaving in laughter because it was just that funny, so good. Um, I just I loved it. I mean, there was a couple moments where it kind of dragged, and you know, there was a couple things I would have changed about it, but overall, it still had those really witty jokes. You know, Ted was still super funny. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was awesome. I thought the addition of Amanda Seyfried was good. Uh, You know, I was bummed that uh, Mila Kunis didn't come back. I felt like it was kind of weird the way they wrote her out of the story, just because she was such a big part in the first movie. Um, They brought back Giovanni Ribisi in this one, which I didn't. That was kind of my biggest downfall to this film. Was I didn't think they needed to bring back the same villain from the first movie. That felt like a stretch. But other than that, this movie you can't take away its laughter factor, and this movie had me laughing my ass off. So I will definitely buy this one as well. And uh, Ted Two easily got four out of five stars for me.
1: Yeah, five stars for me. <laughs> uh, probably best comedy I saw all year. Uh, no, no, maybe not. There's one more, but I gave it a five stars. Like like you said, I I I literally almost died. <laughs> Uh, watching this movie, and so when you almost kill me, you you got to be a good movie. It, it, not only was it funny, it made fun of all the geeky things in my life, Star Trek, things like that. Um, my favorite absolute part, I know you kind of covered it, my favorite absolute part is uh, when they start, when they're at the actual uh, Comic-Con, and they show the actual uh what was his name? Gollum. And then they go over to her and she'd look at each other. and They look just like each other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was
1: so awesome. And Amanda's so hot. She really <laughs> is. So yeah, it was a great movie. It was very funny. I, I kind of hate the way they wrote out uh, they, they wrote out um, what's-her-face's character? Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't feel yeah, I feel like they kind of made her out to be horrible, but he does that anyway, like in Family Guy, so maybe it doesn't matter. So, I mean, honestly, it was pretty good. I never saw the first one. Now I'm very interested in seeing the first one. So another one I probably will borrow from you. Yeah,
0: you got to. All right, and that leads us into our other comedy, which is really topping the cake here. And for me, that's Spy. Uh, Spy was the uh, movie with Melissa McCarthy and Rose Byrne, Jude Law, Jason Statham, um, directed by Paul Feig, who also did um, Bridesmaids and The Heat, two other great comedies that I love. Um, This one was, you know, Melissa McCarthy was playing like a desk kind of CIA analyst Who never got to really go in the field And then she does finally, and hilarity ensues Um, I knew this would be funny just because it's a Paul Feig film And it's got Melissa McCarthy I just, I knew it would be funny because they just know comedy together This was another one, man, I just laughed my ass off at Like, it just... Same thing just gut busting Like the one liners the quips Jason Statham just incredible In this film you never really saw the guy in a comedy And he was just so Funny in this film as like this ultra Kind of spy James Bond Kind of spy but he really wasn't all that good And um it was just so Good man and and to see Melissa McCarthy kind of turn it on as she went From like the real timid kind of Weak you know desk agent to Her getting in the field and kind of getting to Snap into that real spy mode um, it was just so funny, man! I can't wait to get this one on Blu-ray and watch it again. Uh, I loved it, so this is another four out of five for me. Just so good.
1: Yeah, yeah, same here. I it everything was funny in this movie. Um, even more so than I maybe get. I, I like Melissa, and she makes me laugh every time. But I mean, honestly, I didn't know how funny it was gonna be. Um, even the the cutscenes. not the cutscenes, but the the after. Uh, credit scenes were funny to me. I
0: mean, yeah. it's
1: just
0: I loved it. It's a good movie. Go see it. Yeah, so good. Uh, next up is the Man from Uncle. Uh, unfortunately, Geeky Pet missed out on this one. Um, but this this one I was looking forward to. I had medium kind of expectations for it, um, and it. Actually blew away my expectations It turned out to be so much better than I thought it would Um this is of course from the Old school television show they adapted Into the movie uh set in the early 1960s CIA agent Napoleon Solo and KGB Operative Ila Karakin Participate in a joint mission Against a mysterious criminal organization Which is working to uh, Make nuclear weapons And um You know, basically, this is a good old classic story of the U.S. agent got to work with the Russian agent. And um, it also had Alicia Vikander in this, who is just so hot. She was the robot in Ex Machina earlier this year. And she's just one of the most. Up and coming actresses in Hollywood right now And this movie just, it had action, it had comedy The story was a lot of fun I just was really blown away by it Because like I said, I went in with kind of medium expectations I was like, oh that looks good But I didn't expect much out of it And I walked out really, really thrilled with it So 4 out of 5 stars for me on this one Next up is Mad Max Fury Road Um, just bought this one on Blu-ray a couple weeks ago And, um, it's a really good movie Now I know some people probably will bitch and be like It's only number 8 on your list Cause for a lot of people This was people's favorite movie of the summer Um, I know my brother-in-law This was his favorite movie of the summer Uh, A lot of other people just rant and rave about this movie For me personally, it's a great movie But it does not deserve to be up at the top Um, the story is pretty non-existent All this movie is is a race For two hours um, mm. It's it's a race in one direction For them to turn around and race back To where the movie started <laughs> So that's the story in a nutshell um, There's not much acting uh, You know as cool as Tom Hardy is um, He doesn't say much he doesn't do much in this movie This movie really is more centered On Charlie's Theron's uh, Character in the film Um but the action is incredible the scenery is nuts the music just the way it's composed and choreographed together uh the all the action sequences are just glorious i mean and that's really what pulled this all together for me but this is re- the the lack of real story and stuff for me is why it's so much lower on my list um but it's still a great movie like i said i bought this on blu-ray a couple weeks ago um you know definitely say re- recommend to check it out um but just wanted to kind of explain how why it kind of fell to the way it did uh, for me personally, so uh, but this was another four out of five star movie. Just you know, really enjoyed it from an action perspective.
1: Um, it's number five on my list, but uh, it was fun. That was the big thing, and, and the fact that Mad Max really isn't even the the main character of the movie surprised me. That I still liked it as much as I did, and it left me wanting to know more about what this new version of the world was like I, I was a big fan of the other ones anyway and so other than the weird stilt people <laughs> and some of the weird mongoloid like people but I, I liked it I mean it was way over the top with like heavy metal guy you know all that but but it was fun I mean it was fun and you never knew what was going to happen it was unpredictable uh, it was disappointing that it ended up all back where it started but it was still a really good movie and I give it a 4 out of 5
0: Alright, next up is Straight Outta Compton. Um, this was a movie uh, that it took me a couple weeks to get to just because some other stuff came out and I was kind of more eager to see the other stuff. Um, I knew this would be good, but I, once again, didn't have very high expectations. I loved this movie. I will buy this when it hits Blu-ray. Uh, this was a very pleasant surprise. If you would have told me, that out of eighteen movies on my list, that straight out of Compton would be at number seven, or even in the top ten, I'd probably be like, nah. <laughs> so I'm I'm just as shocked. But this is the true story about the group NWA. You see the whole backstory of, you know, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube and Easy E. Um it was just told in such a fun way and it was so interesting because I, I'm really big into music and I love seeing, you know, documentaries and stories about artists and just to kind of see like how the group came to be, uh how they kinda got screwed over by their manager, how Easy E kinda, you know, ripped them off from a lot of money, um, and just kind of seeing how everything went was a really cool thing to see. And you even get like an idea into Death Row Records and Shook Knight and all this other kind of stuff. Um it it just was so entertaining. The movie is almost two and a half hours long, and I never felt like it was long or that it dragged. It just I was really blown away by it. I in the end gave it four out of five stars. I almost gave it four and a half. Uh, it was that good. I just once again half stars, I was like, eh. So I scaled it back to uh four because there was a couple moments that I think dragged a little bit. Um, but overall, man, this was just such a pleasant surprise for me. So I love straight out of Compton, four out of five. Next up is going to be Terminator Genesis Uh, This was uh, Of course the Fifth movie in the Terminator franchise Where they're kind of Semi-rebooting, but keeping the continuity at the same time (laughs) Um, They're pulling a Star Trek (laughs) on us Where, you know, you have your existing continuity And then there's a time ripple And now we have kind of an alternate version of it all So we can introduce new versions of John Connor And Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor um, But still have Arnold as, you know, the Terminator And seeing how... You know the idea of him being sent back even earlier in Sarah's life to where he was like a father figure to her, and you know explaining how he aged because you know the flesh on the outers of the exoskeleton ages um it was a really cool idea um you know obviously the big disappointment here was them spoiling the fact that John Connor was the bad guy in the trailer that was really something that. Took away from the film because when that scene Was kind of coming up with when he turns on them There was no drama To it there was no anticipation to it Because you're like here it comes (laughs) Like this is the scene from the trailer where he gets Shot by Arnold and you're like what happened And he's a robot Um, Other than that I really liked it this was a film that I felt A lot of people bashed also And said like oh that movie is such a piece Of shit and it just it got a lot Of hate and I don't really understand why um, It was Fun man it had a great action It had great um, Visual effects I love the way it turned Out I love the fact that at the end Not on, not only is Arnold Still around but he's also now infused With the T-1000 so he can Also be the liquid metal version as well um, Which I think is super Cool especially for you know sequel purposes That he'll be able to do new cool Things that we haven't seen before I think um, Jai Courtney gets a bad rap I thought he did really good As uh, Kyle Reese, I thought Jason Clark Was a good John Connor I thought Emilia Clark was a very good Younger version of Sarah Connor Replacing Linda Hamilton Um, And I thought Arnold was amazing in this It it was like he felt back at home You know, like he felt so natural Being the Terminator again And it still had some humor And it had awesome action And it just, I really, really loved this film So this was a 4 out of 5 for me
1: yeah, four to five for me as well. Um, it, I didn't for it to be a five. I really had to leave the movie feeling like it's a five, and I just didn't. Yeah. But everything about this movie is fantastic. I mean, it's very hard to nitpick some of the stuff. You know, I like the actors. I like how they look. The way they recreated scenes from the first movie, it's really the way they rebooted yeah. everything. Like, you know what? It may even have been more of a higher score if they didn't give away the major plot points. Mm-hmm in the trailer. And because that I knew it was coming, it took away from the movie. It really did. I agree. But uh no, but I mean yeah, it's a great movie. Go see if you haven't seen it because you're worried about the bad unnecessary press. I have no idea why. Rent it and check it out and then you can tell everybody how dumb they are cuz it was a really good movie.
0: <laughs> All right, next up is San Andreas. This of course is the Rocks movie um where he is a uh, pilot. Chopper, Rescue Chopper Pilot And there's a big earthquake in California That pretty much takes down um, The whole state (laughs) And um, he's trying to rescue his daughter His daughter's lost somewhere out there And um, you know his daughter Played by the uber fine My love of my life, Alexander Daddario (laughs) And um, uh, you know Carla Gugino plays his ex-wife In there and um, you know Just this movie here I thought would be good And it turned out to be even better um this was another one that in 3D was just so incredible. Yeah. And and we were lucky enough this movie wasn't really advertised as an IMAX movie, but we were able to land ourselves an IMAX screening of it and we got really lucky with that because it wasn't it was only playing every once in a while in IMAX um because it wasn't really supposed to be an IMAX film, but they did do a version of it and we saw the IMAX 3D one and it was incredible, man. It just, you felt the rumbles You felt the buildings crumbling, the floods Just everything, man It was so much fun This is hitting Blu-ray in a couple weeks I've already pre-ordered it I can't wait to watch it again um, I love The Rock, period One of my favorite actor going today I love pretty much everything he does And this was a bigger surprise than I really thought it would be. I was like, oh, it's going to be a cool disaster flick. And it gave us so much more than that, you know, Um, which was better than our disaster flick of last summer, which was Into the Storm. And you know how that one played out. I mean, it was awesome, (laughs) right? So luckily this year we got San Andreas, which was badass. And another four out of five stars for me. Um, It was just super, super awesome. And I can't wait to watch it again.
1: Yeah, four out of five for me as well. Um it not only did it was it a thrill ride, it was a true disaster movie. Like all of California was just messed <laughs> up. Like I'm tired of disaster films where it's like a little bit of the town got destroyed, but you know, everybody's okay. It's not really a disaster film to me. This really and, and and there was some really intense scenes and some really intense moments that I just didn't think certain people were gonna survive. And it kept me on the edge of my seat. The effects were awesome. Most of the actors in this movie were really it, it were really just top notch. I mean, every you, you, when they were scared, you were scared. When they were caring, you were caring. When 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 you know there was no hope, you had no hope. You know, it like really dragged you into the story. And the guy who plays uh, um, Red Arrow, and not Red Arrow. What does he? Play? Yeah, he played the Red Arrow, right? Mm-hmm. He he had a great no. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. I don't know how he even got. He's scared. in the
0: movie for like two minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, but no, no. The rest of the movie is really good, though. I mean, and even things that you're like, like, I don't know if that could happen, is still really fun, right? So it didn't matter. So I mean, I give it a four to five, and I definitely probably will own this one in the long run.
0: Oh yeah. All right. Next up is Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Um, Mission Impossible uh, was looking really, really forward to this film. Heard a lot of early great hype around it. Remember, originally this film was supposed to come out in December, right around Christmas. And they were so happy with the film and it was done filming ahead of schedule. They said, let's pop it out. Let's put it out right the, in the middle of the summer. And they put it out at the end of July. And I, I just, I love the Mission Impossible series in general. Uh, big fan of all of them. And um, number four is my favorite Ghost Protocol. Um, I walked out of that one just so floored by how amazing it was That was a 5 out of 5 for me Um, Rogue Nation is right behind it Um, wasn't quite a 5 star for me I didn't have that same feeling walking out like I did with Ghost Protocol I had to kind of think about it for a minute And I was going to give it 4.5 again at first And then I was like, no half stars, so I just went with 4 um, because it did drag at several parts. There was, there was a lot of downtime, I felt, with this film, and it did drag. Um, but the action set pieces I mean, it starts in the trailer, the biggest scene you see is him hanging on the side of the airplane. That happens in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> you know, like that's crazy that they did that so early on. And then you have like the underwater scene, and you have the motorcycle chases, and you have like all these big action set pieces um, that were just incredible. Um, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, who is the lead female in this film, incredible, such a great action star, she's even being rumored right now for, uh, Captain Marvel, by the way, so we'll see how that turns out, um, you know, Jeremy Renner, Simon Pegg, it was great to see Ving Rhames back. This movie was awesome My second favorite of the entire Mission Impossible franchise It's a massive hit at the box office It's been, It's still in the top 5 At the box office And it's been out for over, so about 2 months now Which is incredible for a film To still be hanging out in the top 5 At the box office um, It's getting close to 200 million in the US it's 700 million worldwide It's going to be the biggest Mission Impossible Box office wise And uh, it's well deserved So 4 out of 5 for me
1: um, I gave it a four out of five as well. I was going to go three and a half, but I thought it was better than that, so I went to four. Um, it, I think my biggest problem was that the last movie was so outstanding, and so I was kind of hoping this would expand on that and just be that much better, um, and it didn't get there for me. Not that I was disappointed in the movie, but it just wasn't as good as the last, so that kind of hurt it for me. I had bigger expectations, I felt like... Um, yeah, I felt like there was times I was like, can you get on with it in this mm-hmm. movie? Which was odd because I've never felt that way in the Mission Impossible movie. This would be the first one. Um, I think the characters interacted very well and the action scenes were great. I just think there were some scenes that really just dragged it down for me. So It is at 7 on my list, I think. Is what I have it, right? 7? Um, and so not because it was good but i felt like terminator was better and mad max was better for me on entertainment scale but as far as mission impossibles go if you're a fan of the franchise you really can't miss this one
0: yeah and i mean and i do have to say for the record that i mean this is just our our opinions Uh, a lot of the reviewers and everything else were saying that this is the best of the franchise especially from a critic standpoint um Every critic I saw said this was the best of all Five of them so uh, it's funny That for me and Geeky Pat like we're kind of like Eh it wasn't quite live up to the fourth One Uh, because I honestly don't feel That way I remember Walking out of Ghost Protocol and just being Like five out of five that movie was Incredible and I didn't have that Exact same feeling when I walked out of of Rogue Nation Uh, like I said It was close it was very close The action sequences were amazing I you know really liked it but It just barely didn't touch what Ghost Protocol was, so, but a great movie nonetheless. Next up is Jurassic World. Of course, this is, you know, we're finally getting a new Jurassic Park movie, the fourth in a series, really, even though they kind of ignore the two and three ever happen, and this is pretty much a straight direct sequel to the original Jurassic Park. Uh, new theme park is built on the original site of Jurassic Park, Everything's going well into the park's newest Attraction, a genetically modified Giant stealth killing machine The, uh, Ominous Rex Escapes containment And goes on a killing spree This one, of course, uh, getting uh, Chris Pratt Bryce Dallas Howard Uh, Judy Greer Uh, in the cast here Directed by Colin Trevorrow Who did such a good job on this that he's actually Going to direct a Star Wars movie now So take that And, um Really, really good movie, man. This was uh, this was a pleasant surprise for me. I had big hopes for it, but once again, I didn't think it would be as cool and as fun as it turned out to be. Saw this in IMAX 3D. It was really, really good. Um, I thought Chris Pratt was amazing as he always is. Um, I thought the chemistry between the cast was really, really good. Um, I I loved it all. It was it was a really fun movie. I thought the action was great. Thought the uh, Indominus Rex was awesome I thought you know the whole end battle With that and the T-Rex and everything was awesome At the end just great stuff I can't wait to see where they go with it On a sequel for this which has already Been announced um I'm excited This was uh I gave Jurassic World 5 out of 5 it was It gave me everything I could want From a film like Jurassic World
1: Um I gave it a 5 out of 5 which is interesting Since I put San Andreas above it but I did that for a reason. I, I felt different walking out of this movie and I felt more connected, I think, in San Andreas than I did this movie. Mm-hmm. But this movie opened up my inner child. It reminded me why I liked the first Jurassic Park. Right. And not only that, all the characters were awesome. The it lately I've been watching sequels of like really animated movies and they look worse than their previous one, and I don't know why that's happening. But these guys, all the animated dinosaurs, when I say animated, they're like digitally put in, right? Um, They were awesome. The raptors were awesome. Chris Pratt made me laugh. Um, There were some blaring plot hole issues with the story, like some blaring ones. But you forget about them and you move on and because it's just that good of a movie. Um, Your classic tropes that's been in mostly all the movies are still there. I mean, but if it's not broken, why fix it, right? So... It's a really good movie. I mean, I was, I, th- I I'll be honest. I had less. I was thinking it was going to be a four, maybe a three movie. But we went there on opening night. I thought we'd be able to get tickets, no problem. This thing was wrapped all the way around to the food court, which is a far away from the theater in our mall, mm-hmm. and I we couldn't even watch it that day, and so we watched it the next day. But I, I wanted to see it in three D IMAX. I really did, and I think I haven't seen it normal. Like in normal cinema mode or whatever, but in 3D IMAX, it's it was it was awesome. So yeah, five out of five. Um, it just touched me different than maybe San Andreas did. Um, I was really attached to the characters in San Andreas. Right. I was only kind of attached to like one or two characters in Jurassic World. So and the best death scene ever is in Jurassic World, and that's what <laughs> the assistant. Yes.
0: Yes. So good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, really good. Yeah and of course I mean this was a shocker Of the summer from a box office standpoint I mean this was a movie Like Kiki Pat said That we we go opening night To see all these films and we've never had An issue you know (laughs) And we went to see Jurassic World That opening night and we got there uh, Literally like a half hour 45 minutes early And and the line was already wrapped around The building and we went to the box office And they were like nope like the whole night is sold out <laughs> And we we're like oh my god The whole night is sold out Like it was that busy And so we ended up buying tickets for Saturday instead And we saw it on Saturday in IMAX Um, But this was one that was Predicted box office wise To open in like the 120 million dollar range It made 209 million dollars In it's opening weekend yeah. uh, how, That's nowhere near what the prediction was You know it beat the Avengers to be the biggest opening weekend of all time at two hundred and nine million. This movie went on to make over a hundred million in its second weekend, which is like never happens, you know, and it just continued to just make, you know, ninety million, seventy million, sixty million, fifty million, like week after week after week after week. And it literally at this point is the third biggest film of all time. Isn't that crazy? I mean, a film like I expected to do good, but to be the third biggest movie of all time and to be the biggest film of the summer box office-wise. This movie has made I think about 600 million just domestically, which is in the US. That's very unheard of. A film rarely ever breaks 400 million in the United States, and it made over 6 plus another, you know, 7 800 million, you know, worldwide. The film's a billion dollar monster. It's just mind-blowing how well Jurassic World did.
1: And it really made me gun-shy for a while. Like, just one of the tickets up front. Yeah, like, like every okay. movie after that,
0: he's like, Fandango, the tickets, even though we know. Yeah, well, like these no four
1: problem. movies, it really made me gun-shy because I just didn't expect it, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I knew at that point
0: what was going to happen with every movie. Crazy. All right, well, we get into our top two films now, which we do have the same here, so this is cool. Uh, number two is Ant-Man, and um, Ant-Man is another five out of five. What a great pleasant surprise as well I mean I knew it would be good We're all Marvel fans we love Marvel You know that's why we're Red Dragons Assemble We assemble just like the Avengers do And uh, you know Ant-Man looked really good from the previews But it's Ant-Man you know I was never a fan of this Character in the comic books and I was kind of like Eh and I was uncertain Just because the Ant-Man I do know Is Hank Pym And they were choosing to go with a Scott Lang Version which I was not familiar With With the Scott Lang version. And I
1: never really liked him, so.
0: (laughs) So I was kind of like, oh, man, this is interesting and weird at the same time. Like, I don't know. But as the film was being made and everything, and you read more into it, and you're like, oh, they got Paul Rudd, and they got... You know Michael Douglas and Corey Stoll and Evangeline Lilly and Michael Pina like stuff like that. You're like, okay, that's a really good cast. And then you, you know, then you see like Adam McKay and Paul Rudd rewrote half the script, and you're like, okay, it's gonna have this like you know comedy flavor to it. This movie kicks so much ass. I actually saw this one twice in the theater, um, once in IMAX 3D and once just in normal, and. Thank you. Yeah, and it was just so good. I mean, especially in the IMAX 3D just because every time he shrinks, uh it just looked so good in 3D. Uh,
1: so much better in IMAX
0: 3D. Yeah, so much. Um it, the movie was hilarious and it had good action and it had a good heist story. It, it's one of the best Marvel films in general. I mean, you know, we've done another episode where we counted down our Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff and um Ant-Man's like in the top 5. You know, I mean, that's crazy Out of like 13 films or 12 films That it made it up that high Um, But that just goes to show you, man It's a fun, fun flick And it shows you that Marvel, man Just is unstoppable right now So, you know This was an easy, you know No-brainer here uh, For this to be the number two film of the summer So good I can't wait to see him pop up in Civil War and and see more with this character a character I could care less about a year ago and now I'm so anxious to see him in more cinematic universe movies so Ant-Man 5 out of 5 easily for me
1: yeah, 5 out of 5 for me too um, it was refreshing too because like I was kind of getting burned out a little bit on, on, on hero movies not that I don't like them but it was like oh here we go again right um, I thought it was going to be a 3 movie maybe a 4 I had I had hopes for it. I didn't think it was going to be bad, but again, it was Ant Man. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but it was like you know, I didn't know how well it was going to be. I walked out of there on on a high horse. I loved every minute of this movie. I got a cousin, and he's got a friend, and a, oh man, it just made me laugh. And 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 the most famous line ever: Baskin Robbins always finds out. Always finds yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just funny from the beginning to the end. It was funny. It was it was an adventure. It was heroic. Um, it had some really unique scenes like when they're fighting in the briefcase um you know it, there was a little bit of uh a little bit of it that was like, wow, that's that was I didn't expect that kind of special effect like it, like normally you you see special effects like okay, Catmare is gonna America's gonna throw his shield, he's gonna fly. these are things I'm expecting, but because he shrank and grew and shrank and it was like things I wasn't expecting and then like even he was able to grow some things at the end with these little discet things and like the train when it grew was kind of cool and the, the ant and so it was like it gave me everything I wanted in an Ant-Man movie and the things I wasn't expecting it just really I came out of there thinking yeah this this movie is where it's at and, and people weren't going to see it where I worked and I had not explained to them how good the movie was and then they all went and saw it and agreed mm-hmm. I don't think anybody I don't know anybody personally that didn't like this movie they just loved it so yeah definitely get this movie even even if you never really know who Ant-Man is you need to go see it
0: I yeah and I, I completely back him up and agree it's funny man like we talked about this on our Ant-Man spoiler review that it was shocking how many people were actually fans of the Marvel Universe and said nah I don't think I'm gonna see that like it doesn't look that good and I was like, really? Like, you don't think that looks good? Like, and it, it, this, this was a movie that it took a lot of me pushing people to be like, you need to go see this. And, you know, that was, it's very odd <laughs> that, it, that it took that, especially for a Marvel film. Um, but everyone that, that I got to go see it, loved it. So, that just goes to show you, you know, uh, my wife was kind of like, this looks stupid. And... She went with my mother-in-law to see it, and they both loved it. (laughs) You know, even my stepdaughter loved it, and she doesn't even care for movies very much at all. And, um, you know, and she um, ended up, you know, saying, like, it was a lot of fun. I mean, she saw it twice, too. (laughs) So that just kind of shows, you know, just the scale of it all. I mean, kids love it. Adults love it. Women love it. (laughs) Ant-Man was awesome.
1: Dogs love it. Cats. I'm (laughs) just saying.
0: You know? Buy it for your cat. There you go. So that's Ant-Man number two, five out of five And of course our number one Keeping in the theme of Marvel in the cinematic universe This is the movie that kicked off the summer, it came out on May 4th It was the first kickoff, the launch Of the summertime Um, Made about $191 In its opening weekend Um, Avengers Age of Ultron Um, I Love this movie, this comes out on Blu-ray At the end of next week, I've already pre-ordered Mine, I can't wait to sit at home And watch this thing again I also saw this movie twice in the theater, um, both times in IMAX, because that's the only way to see Avengers Age of Ultron. And um, it was just so good, man, so good. Uh, This is my personal favorite movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe when we did our countdown. This is my number one film. At first, when we first walked out of it, I was like, I don't know if I like that more than the other Avengers film. You know, I I had to sit, I had to think about it, I wasn't quite sure. And then I saw it again the second time And I loved the movie even more the second time And I was like, yep, that's my favorite film um, It just It's so special to see all of these guys together In an Avengers film And this one had even more with Scarlet Witch And Quicksilver and Vision And, you know, and uh, even Falcon popping up that you didn't expect And War Machine And there were so many cool little nods and people popping up And, you know, the the nods to Black Panther and Ultron And it just, it had so much going for it The action was incredible, I loved the story Um, It just, it was so awesome I just can't preach it enough I mean, that to me No other movie this summer even remotely Came close to it like it just This was a movie that you walk out going Damn you know like we pre-ordered The tickets for this thing we got there Like an hour early to get our seats Like we were ready and Um and I felt like it did not disappoint Whatsoever it was the kickoff to the summer And at the end of the summer it was still the movie That I was looking most forward to So Avengers Age of Ultron Five out of five baby
1: Yeah um I think what really cemented the whole thing to me was when I did see it outside of the 3D, um, and it still held up. So normally I watch something in 3D, and then it's just not as good in norm- when you see it normally in the normal cinematic m- uh, movie format. I never know what to call that. Non-3D. <laughs> 2D. No, 3D. 2D. Yeah, 2D. No, it's really not 2D, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Um, well, that's what it's called, it, that non-cinematic yeah. format.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was really Making good. Making up his own I terms mean, over here. I I knew when I came out I like it better than Avengers 1 but it really cemented to me when I saw it a second time and I'm really looking forward to seeing it a third time everybody came together It, it, it just the only thing I didn't like wasn't even that big of a deal which was the farm scene I didn't really care about it but it still had its moments that were really good like you could see uh the problem with uh Tony Stark and Captain America you could see the weird love triangle I guess with uh our love interest with uh, Bruce and and, yeah. and Black Widow. Great scene with uh, Bruce and
0: Black Widow at yeah,
1: the farm. Yeah, and so I mean, there was things there that was very valuable. So it was still a really good movie. I I really, it's really hard to pick it apart. I mean, what I, the problem is? What I know is missing from the movie is 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 not the director's fault at all, and so that makes it hard for me. The old, I, I give it a 5 out of 5 Go buy it The only thing I'm disappointed with Is we were promised a director's cut that isn't coming Ugh, but other than that yes. It's hard for me to let that go to be honest
0: It is, it's very hard Because the version I pre-ordered is not the director's cut <laughs> Yeah, so Avengers Age of Ultron If you guys want to hear on a side note How we ranked all 12 films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Including Age of Ultron and Ant-Man Uh, Listen to our other Am I Still on the Air episode It's on the Ant-Man spoiler review If you go to amiontheair.com Just click on the Am I Still on the Air tab Listen to the Ant-Man spoiler review We review uh, Ant-Man in full And we also have uh, Peeps and Friggins on there with us And we talk about Ant-Man in full And at the end of the episode We rank down every movie of Phase 1 and Phase 2 All 12 films So if you're interested from the Marvel standpoint of a countdown Go check out that episode so, that is our summer movie countdown. Geeky Pat, please run down your list one more time.
1: yeah no problem. Let me bring it up here again. All right, number one. So I'll start there. Right now, that I can. Uh, the Avengers: Age of Ultron. Number two, Ant Man. Number three, San Andreas 3D. Uh I didn't see it the other way. <laughs> uh, number four, Jurassic World. Uh, number five, Mad Max: Fury Road. Number six, Terminator Genesis. Number 7, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Uh, number 8, Spy. Number 9, Ted uh, ten, ten 2. <laughs> number 10, Pixels. Number 11, Agent 47. Number 12, Poltergeist. Number 13, Fantastic Four. And I didn't give you a rating for Tomorrowland because I can't give you anything lower than a 1.
0: <laughs> All righty. And my list, once again, number 18 was Selfless. Number 17 was Fantastic Four. Number 16 was Entourage the Movie. Number 15 was Hitman Agent 47 Number 14 was Poltergeist Number 13 was Pixels Number 12 was Vacation Number 11 was Ted 2 Number 10 was Spy Number 9 was Man from Uncle Number 8 was Mad Max Fury Road Number 7 was Straight Outta Compton Number 6 was Terminator Genesis Number 5 was San Andreas Number 4 is Mission Impossible Rogue Nation Number 3 was Jurassic World Number 2 was Ant-Man and number one was Avengers Age of Ultron So that is our wrap up here of the summer movies I hope uh, that helps you If you haven't seen any of them I hope that helps you to you know understand which ones you want to check out Which ones you may want to kind of stay away from um, you know. And even if you have, I hope you've enjoyed the countdown Love getting to do this at the end of the summer Because the summer is a great time to be a movie lover um, The funny thing about it is as I look through my list uh, since I've been doing this for a couple years, I see that I'm seeing less and less movies each summer uh, because I see yeah, my, li- my list of... Uh, oh, 2012 was 22 movies. 2013, I saw 26 movies <laughs> in 2013. As you could tell, I, it was before I had a kid. Um, 2014 was 25 movies. And then... Uh, um, Oh, wait, no, 20, 2014 was 20 movies, and then this year was only 18. So it's, like, going down each year.
1: <laughs> it was hard for me to believe that we only saw 14 movies in the summer. Together.
0: Yeah, I'm used to the list being over 20 films. But, yeah, uh,
1: easily. I mean, I had
0: to go back and look
1: to make sure I wasn't missing any.
0: Kind of kind of crazy. So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in and checking out this special Am I Still on the Air episode of our summer movie box office uh, breakdown. Uh, of what we appreciated what we liked and what everything that was going on in the world of the summer films from May to the end of august i want to thank my guest here mr geeky pat where can people find you
1: on the you can check me radio dot com Reddragonsradio.com dot com dot com geeky underscore pat at um tw- I almost said twitch <laughs> twitter and uh definitely can check me out on uh this week with the geek um it's Probably gonna be out tomorrow, the new episode, and you're a guest on it. And I really appreciate that. What? That's awesome. Yeah, it's like I'm crazy, guest, right? <laughs>
0: that's that's nuts. It's a lot of crossovers going on around here. We're, yeah, I know. It's see, like Marvel Comics. We're like series. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's all yeah. connected. It's all right. connected. Crossovers all over the place. Uh, Yeah, so check out Pat's show uh, This week with the Geek, it's available on RedDragonsRadio.com Just as like the Am I Still on the Air episodes And Am I on the Air, it's all right there RedDragonsRadio.com Follow him on Twitter, Geeky underscore Pat And uh, yeah, check out his new episode Featuring me when we talk about The WWE 2K16 Game that's coming out next month We're going to break it all down uh, So that's very, very exciting Um for me, please follow me on Twitter at dxdonmega. Follow the show at Am I On The Air and bookmark Am I On The Air dot com. We're also available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Instagram, Periscope. Uh, you know, we're all over the place. So definitely subscribe everywhere you can and uh, tell all your friends. So thanks for tuning in to this uh, summer 2015 box office breakdown. And until uh, next time, peace. Drink. I'm drinking. <laughs>